Is SEO squashing your website's performance? Hi, I'm Jared Krause. I'm the host of the Buying Online Businesses podcast, and today I'm speaking with Jeff Ferguson, who is a passionate growth market and digital educator who has led the online marketing efforts for companies such as Hilton Hotels, Kimberly Clark, Interactive Corp, Experian, and Napster. Now, in his current role as head of production at Amplitude Digital, he has worked with renowned brands like Belkin, Billabong, CBS, eHarmony, Just Fab, Manchester United, Paychex, PetSmart, Popcornopolis, I think it is, and Thrive Market, Sony, and just so many more. Like, you can see that Jeff is a real deal. Now, he's honored as one of the PPC's heroes of the top 25 most influential PPC experts three years in a row now. And Jeff is a regular presenter at like AdTech or Facebook Expo, Conversion Conference, eMetrics, Search Marketing Expo, Digital Hollywood, Online Marketing Summit, Consumer, Electronics Show. And he's a speaker and a board member at Search Engine Strategies. Uh, he's also a col- columnist for Search Engine Journal where you know his data research projects have been tipped by many sacred crows of SEO, sacred cows of SEO and paid media advertising um, malpractice. So Jeff is the man uh, when it comes to SEO and PPC. And in this podcast episode, Jeff and I talk about why SEOs are just guessing, why SEOs get caught up in the data and the tech and the strategies, and they should be coming back to basics. And what actually comes before SEO? We talk about why there's a lot of what they sell are cons or snake oil. Snake oil is what Jeff says. And why why many SEOs are just selling snake oil and they actually don't know any different and it's not their fault. Uh, we talk about why as well. And then we move into, you know, we talk about some SEO philosophies that you should be following with your online business, which I think are very, very important and I hold close to my heart. But we also talk about some paid marketing philosophies as well that have nothing to do with tweaking PPC campaigns and things in, you know, Google campaigns and Facebook campaigns and stuff like that. But we talk about overarching philosophies that are very, very important. Jeff shares how he sees marketing going back full circle and coming back to the old school days and ways where marketers used to make money. We talk about econ brands, where they drop the ball and why the buyer's journey is critical. And I also explain a pretty cool story that I brought back from myself um, from Bali about a buyer's journey and massage oil and how we can make a buyer's journey that much better with this analogy and the story that I used for our online businesses. Now, this is such a valuable episode, guys. You're absolutely going to love it. Also note that this is this podcast is not the only way that I can help you for free. Head to buyingonlinebusiness.com forward slash free resources where you can download any of my frameworks on how to buy a business, my due diligence framework, um, and you know some case studies on how we've helped people replace their income and, and live a better lifestyle through buying sites. So check those out there on the site, buyingonlinebusiness.com forward slash free resources. Now, Let's have a chat with Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the Buying Online Businesses podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So excited for this chat. There's so much we can cover. Um, and you've done amazing things uh, in the industry, in SEO, PPC, and you know marketing in general. When I went and looked at things that I could ask you, I was like, wow, there's there's so much. Where do I where do I even start here? I want to kind of cover things at a higher level because I feel like 
sometimes people get too in the weeds and too technical and miss the miss the mark with actual philosophies and and good principles with SEO and PPC, right? So I want to come back to some SEO philosophies and PPC philosophies that you have, but also sometimes people get so down deep into the weeds and technical changes on their site that they forget about what's important and what Google actually wants. And I see that you've done some content on what most SEOs get wrong about (laughs) Google. So I wanted to I wanted to bring that up. What are some of the key things that SEOs do get wrong about Google that we should be aware of? Uh, you know, I, I think the what what most SEOs get wrong at its end. Uh, you know, I, I like to say this because it's it's really not their fault uh, that they get it mm. wrong. It's it's like we're you know the the world of SEO is has created this crazy culture of of having you know t- tips and tricks and hacks and things like that kind of driven down their throat. And and it's <laughs> it's a weird culture. Uh, that has developed over the years of, you know, that, that, that I, you really don't see in any other industry of, of, um, a lot of, you know, uh, puffed up chests and things like that where, where people are really trying to show off as, is you know, uh, I mean, not any interest. Maybe you see it in like in used car salesmen and, and, um, you know, people that are trying to flip houses and things like that. But it's, it's, uh, uh for some reason in our business, whatever it is, it, there's the, a lot of hucksters, a lot of uh, snake oil, uh, that's out there, um, in an industry that really doesn't deserve it. Right. And, it, you know, because it, it really is something that, um, you know, I don't want to call it overly scientific, but it's something that doesn't necessarily need to be all that complicated, right? Because it, you know, SEO really just breaks down to like three really big areas, which are like content, um, you know, web page, ar- web page architecture, uh, and inbound links. All right. I know that those are like just the three big, right? Ones that are over and in, and, and SEOs just get it wrong constantly. They want to make it into more complicated things. They want to talk about on page SEO or off page SEO or technical SEO. And they want to come up with all these, these really deep dive, uh, nerd core kind of things that's, you know, surround these kind of things to it. And, and, um, uh, spend times, uh, you know, talking about the algorithm and chasing these types of things and, and, you know, talking about the updates and talking about, um, you know, all the different tests that they've run and things like that. And, and when it comes down to it, Google doesn't want any of that. Google doesn't care. Uh, most of the times, uh, a lot of the theories that Google, that the SEOs kind of throw out about like what just happened and what's moving, where it is. Um, you know, if you followed, you know, John, uh, and all the other people from SEO, uh, all the other people from Google, they're on Twitter, what it is, uh, they spend most of their day telling them, that, you know, people that they're wrong, right? You know, like it's, let's come up and like, because I got a theory, it's this. And he goes, no, it just doesn't work that way. You know, it's like, it's, that's, that's what John did, does most of his days is just telling people it's not the way it works. And, and, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, that's, that's why a lot of the, the writing that I've done, if you've read most of my stuff, uh, you know, I quote John a lot because I, I kind of point back to the fact that it goes, Hey, look, you can, you know, I can pontificate all day long about, you know, why, you know, you should believe me in, in, in my writing about uh, why certain things work a certain way in SEO. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, it's because Google said so, right? <laughs> like Google said, it doesn't work this way. Google said it works this way specifically, and this is the way it works. And let's, let's not get too weird about this. Right. And, and, and that's all there is to it. So I, you know, I tell people like what Google wants is, is, you know, um, you know, to provide 
great answers to its consumers, right? It's It's got people that it needs to satisfy. It's got people uh, that it needs to bring back over and over and over again, um, you know, so that it can provide a, a healthy product so it can actually satisfy, um, you know, and it, so it can make money. And so it can actually, you know, satisfy its shareholders and everything else down the ride. And it's been doing that, you know, for decades now and, and successfully doing this kind of stuff. And, and uh, for as much as SEOs love to complain um, that Google doesn't work as well as it used to or whatever it is, um, you know, that's got more users than ever uh, based on the way that it's working. So like, maybe we should probably get off of our pedestals and, and you know, <laughs> on, our, on our critiques of how well Google's working and, and pay attention to how, you know, that it actually is working these days and, and um, you know, do our best to actually, uh, you know, give it what it wants for a change rather than complaining so much about it. So. Do you feel like, do you, I, I, I spot on agree, um, yeah. you know, what's the point in complaining when you can't do anything about it? And it's going to fall on deaf ears because Google is the boss. You know, you're just waste, basically wasting energy complaining. And we can relate that to other parts of life as well. But do you feel that a lot of SEOs do this because they've focused on particular things that they believe the algorithm has changed a certain way? So they need to do certain things for, you know, a featured snippet or certain things for something that is going to get them more traffic or get them some slight advantage as of this time rather than just do general, you know, just generally good content that creates those inbound links? Um, I, you know, I think they, I think they think it might help, right? You know, like I, I, I don't want to throw them all under the bus and the, the idea that they're all complete hucksters, right? They, they may have seen some kind of inkling of the idea that like, hey, I did that this one time and it kind of worked. And, um, so like, let's do this again. But I, I think, I think the concept of testing that a lot of SEOs claim they're doing is, is wildly inaccurate. You know, like there's there, you know, you basically, you can't test Google, right? Anything that any concept of what most people think they're doing with Google is, is, is unfathomable, right? It's, it's too big. Uh, it's too dynamic. There's too, um, there's too many pieces there's too many you know variables that are actually in this thing for you actually to try and come up with that are causing uh different things to come up with things and there's too many like too many things changing on a regular basis i mean you literally you're talking about something whose algorithm changes literally every day it's got hundreds and hundreds of different variables on any given moment that are determining um what appears at the top and you're in you're talking about an index that's got billions of different pieces of the puzzle in it uh, at any given moment. And on any given keyword, you, we simply can't understand what really is causing something to appear at the top for one keyword, like for one given keyword or what it is, right? So if we look at it and if somebody's trying to point out the fact that like, hey, we understand like why this one is that they're full of it. Right. They, they really don't have any idea like why that is. And they, and they may try and come back and say, look, it's, um, you know, because we came up with this, you know, this metric called the domain authority, or we came up with some other uh, kind of ability to it, or because like all these other types of things do it. They really don't know, especially if they tried to like nail it down to one thing, right? The, because it's never just one thing. It is, it is an emergent collection of, you know, like hundreds of things that are all working together um, to create this, you know, a sum is greater than the, you know, than the, than the, you know, more of its parts kind of things to it um, that came together in that moment. That's something that even Google has admitted um, that they don't completely understand. Like they've, they've kind of created a monster that they don't really understand in those moments where all these things come together and say, look, we're not even sure why that is in that top spot because we've, we've, you know, several algorithms uh, that are working that don't necessarily add up, but they all multiply together 
together um, to create a, a, a you know a number that decides like this is why this is at the top, and it happens you know for like you know billions of different keywords at any given moment that we don't really track on why it is. We have quality graders that go back and, and spot check these things on a regular basis and look back at them later on. I mean, they you know there's plenty of people that that have the best of intentions in the SEO world on, on trying to like speculate like this is why I think it is, but for the most part they're just guessing right you know on what yeah. it is and and especially if they're doing it with like data that they've pulled on their own or they've scraped or they've done whatever it is and and it makes for great conversations sometimes and and it, it looks very fancy i'll give them that question there's some you know some great people that have really made a great show of this type of stuff um but for the most part it's it's really not it's not anything that's that's close to the truth you know for yeah. that on that side so yeah it's it's funny when people so we teach people to buy businesses and to do that, you need to do due diligence. You need to get a lot of data and there's yeah. tools that people will use and they'll look at the tools and be like, hang on, how come it's like this, this, sh it, you know, it shouldn't be like this or is this accurate? And my answer is like, it's, it's never accurate. All these yeah. tools have like, there's so many fancy tools out there, big tools that everybody uses that is like in our industry, industry standard that people just use and refer to when they're buying sites, there's metrics based on just off those tools that people will use to buy sites. Uh, whether that is a good metric or the metric's not so good, but it's also just a estimation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and, really just a really rough estimation at that. I mean, it's, we're hmm. trying to guess that. I mean, I mean, I give you a fantastic example just to kind of bring it home to you. Like I, my, my company amplitude digital, um, you know, like I was, I had another company called uh, Fang marketing, uh, that was a, a different agency and we merged with amplitude digital, um, just before the pandemic. And oh, of course congrats. we, there's no way possible for us to see the pandemic coming. Like there, there, <laughs> It's just, it would have been impossible for us to actually kind of see this stuff. And uh, literally we signed the pay, the paperwork for this thing in, in March of 2020, like right as this, these things were shut down, whatever it is. And we're in like, we don't, you know, like we, as it's happening as whatever it is, we didn't know how long it was going to last. We did, we figured like, uh, like most people says, well, this could be a month. It could be, you know, a couple of months, whatever it is. And no telling that it was going to be years, right. That this thing was really taking what it is. And we survived it. Obviously we, you know, came to the other end of it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I wouldn't say stronger for it, but it was one of the things where we, we like, we made it now through the other side of it, but like as something where that wasn't our plan, like our plan was that we were going to merge, we were going to get much bigger, uh, during the next couple of years to it, to where we had a whole plan to it. Now, if, you know, I had some kind of like tool or some type of advisor that was advised me, like, you should go for this or should not go for this based on like what that'll look like. Well, everything would have been wrong. Right. And, and I, you know, I, there's any, any outlook I could have gone back and like fired this guy and he would have told me, he goes, well, you know, sue me because, you know, no court in the land is going to come after me saying that, you know, that they would have seen the pandemic coming. It's whatever. And that's, that's kind of what SEO is because like you're, it's even worse because you're, you're trying to predict something that is on the shifting sands of search engine results. Right. You know, like it's, it's, it's a ridiculous thing to even try and like nail down. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You can predict the weather. But the weather yeah. has its own, its own sort of, you know, makes up its own mind. It's an ecosystem that we can try to understand, but sometimes yeah. it just happens differently. Yeah. Uh, and which is, you know, yeah, Google's a big, big ecosystem that, yeah, like you said, you know, a lot of them, you know, still like, wow, I, we don't, we didn't expect it to behave that way. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. But the yeah. cool thing is, and, and I want to make sure, like, I, you know, I point out one section of it is that, like, um, you know, is that, that, 
uh, what you can learn, right? There's the, the tools that are out there can teach you a lot, right? They, they, uh, they can give you a lot of information about uh, average number of searches for a given keyword. So which can actually turn around and tell you like this topic is worth pursuing, right? And, and to give you a certain understanding to say, great, let's go out and actually do develop more content uh, around this, this topic because people are actually are looking for that, that information, right? So it's not a waste yeah. of your time to actually develop those types of things. Or, um, you know, there, there, these other tools are out there that can actually come back and say, uh, these parts of your site are actually broken, right. And, and, uh, are yeah. busted and things like that. So th those tools are really worth it kind of stuff, or there's other ones where, um, they can help you develop a kind of a link profile, uh, to tell you like who is actually like linking, uh, to you or linking to your competitors uh, in that sense that where, uh, you can actually use that to go out and say, great, I'm going to reach out to those people that are linking to my competitors and provide my content up to them and say, Hey, look, since you're in the linking mood, you know, we've got some great content as well. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, if you want to do that kind of stuff stuff or at the very least, you know, look for inspiration and things like that. So there's, there's tons of great tools. And I think if you approach it from that idea to where these are really helpful kinds of things, mm. you're, you're in a great space, right? It, you know, it, it's a great yeah. way to do it. I think where, where people kind of like wander off the path uh, with these types of things is that uh, they elevate SEO into some types of magic, right? You know, and they, and they, they uh, um, you know, a lot of these things and, and a lot of the studies and a lot of stuff that's out there, which I've written on, uh, you know, before. Now it's, it's actually been a couple of years now that I've, I've, since I've written that piece that, that kind of like tore a lot of these studies up um, was, you know, really kind of guessing and, and how these systems work and really trying to decode like who, how Google works and stuff like that is, is that um, they were really trying to, um, find a, uh, you know, something deeper, uh, that was going on. And, and thankfully you just don't see those types of studies come up as much anymore after that piece. So. Yeah. So like, it's good to understand that those tools are there and yeah. we can use them to our advantage, but they're not specifically accurate. Like sometimes our, you know, sometimes when we do data searches and, and all these sorts of things that we might use a specific tool and it might compound so far out the other way as well. Yeah. Right. So we need to be, like at least aware that these are estimations, but they can still be used because there are beneficial ones. But coming back to, you know, what a lot of SEOs get wrong uh, mm -hmm. about Google is them believing that they understand Google maybe better than Google uh, or yeah. some parts of Google maybe than, yeah. maybe than what better, you know, better than what Google understands that particular part. And I see that you've, you've spoken about, you know, some top SEO scams or cons, but I guess most of the things that some SEOs are talking about is only a con because they, you know, even Google doesn't understand Google. How are they going to understand yeah. it with that level of, of depth, right? Or are there some things that people with a, a content site like a blog or even an e-commerce business should be aware of when they're looking at hiring an SEO? Um, I mean, maybe using. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, I, I mean, I, I go from the standpoint of this is like, if you're, if you're looking to hire somebody to like help write a blog for you, um, I would, you know, look at them uh, as a writer first and an SEO second, right? It's, it's one of things where, um, I would, I would hire a fantastic writer that knows, 
um, you know, how to research uh, a target audience that uses search, right? Like that's the best combination that you could look for somebody like that. And, and it sounds like a subtle difference in this day and age, but it, it really is important, right? Because it, I think, I think where the world gets things wrong is, is that you've got these SEOs that, that claim to be content writers, right? And what it really is, is that they're great at keyword research, but they're terrible writers, right? And, yeah. and you end up with this really sloppy writing that, that, you know, like, Get you there and maybe it ranks, whatever it is. And then people get there and they try and read it and they go, this is terrible, right? This is like, this is awful writing. It's barely legible, right? You know, like that, but it ranks well, right? And that, and that's kind of like the, the problem we keep running into. Um, but meanwhile, you've got this great content out there that is starting to rank better because Google is, is uh, Google's algorithms are starting to notice this thing's better and it's getting better, better at ranking these types of things. And I think that's what the world is going to look like. The helpful content update was you know, recently happened. Yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, a much, uh, very much a sign of things to come, um, you know, of what the world, you know, that's going to, that's going to come. Right. So like, so I, I think we'll see a lot more of that from Google because these the algorithms are just bound to get smarter and smarter yeah, uh, along the road it. where they're just, they're just going to stop putting up. I mean, we saw that with like Panda, like, you know, which is like, like a decade old at this point now, right? But like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, um, you know, yeah. and, and it'll, it'll just stop putting up with that type of stuff for the same. Look, we honest to goodness just want great content out of you and yeah. stop messing around with these things. Stop sending the thin stuff, stop whenever it is. And we want an honest to goodness answer. Um, you yeah. know, it, it, you know, for what it is, and, that, and that's what it'll get, right? So start, start doing that first, right? And then, you know, use all those tools and everything like that just to figure out like what, people are actually looking for in the first place. I mean, that's what I teach at my class at UCLA. That's what I teach at, at you know, from my, my uh, clients and things like that is, is kind of like use these tools as a writer that finally has amazing tools that, that if, like writers have always wanted, which is kind of like inspiration tools that, that are based on data. Right. You know, like that, that we've yeah. always wanted. Right. You know, like that we, you know, I mean, I was trained as a copywriter when I was in college and like, I would have loved this kind of stuff. I would have like, you know, because you're you know like, you're exactly what you thought about. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Like imagine like you're, you know, you're sitting around as a, as a copywriter in the eighties going like, I guess I have nowhere to start, you know, like nowhere. What do yeah. people want to hear? What do you want to do? And you, and you, maybe you'd run out, you'd do some surveys, you'd ask around, you're, you're just trying to guess you're shooting in the dark, this kind of stuff. And you're just kind of like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to write about this and hopefully it sticks. Right. But now yeah. you get this amazing, amazing, you know, machine out there where people are asking questions every day and you can go out and honest to goodness, uh, you know, not only see, you know, like what they're asking, but how much they're asking about it. Mm. And it's go, great. I'm just going to, I'm going to follow this trend and, and do it and, and see if that, that trend changes, um, and keep updating to that and write new content and change it up and, you know, and like pull it back and do whatever it is. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a modern miracle. And what's funny is, is that there's so many content people that, that are, they're still writers at the end of the day, but they're not using these tools onto these things because they've been told by the SEO world. No, no, I've got this because this is SEO. This isn't you. This is SEO, right? And, and that's where I think though, it's right? a, yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is yeah. both, right? And and so that's where I think we'd like we need to actually hand it back to them and say like, all right, content people, like this is this is actually your job. I'm sorry we touched this. <laughs> yeah, like, this is like we're, you're going to get this back because it, the world's a better place if we actually give it to the people who actually know how to write things. Yeah. And you know, but we're just going to like to and, and maybe you know at the very least we write nice briefs that are based on that and you know then intelligent data that says like yeah. we did the research first and here go off and do this stuff and and i think that'll maybe that'll be a transition but eventually you'll have writers that will just know how to do it on their own they said i'm going to do that research first and then run off and do this stuff and yeah especially if they know the yeah. they know the niche right and yeah. so 
like what you're like, and I agree with this is you can just hire SEOs to write content for you. And, but you know, if you can hire somebody that like, if we're talking about surfing, for example, uh, if you hire a surfer to write content about surfing, they're going to get all those intricate words that an SEO doesn't know about the slang, the lingo, the, the expressions that a SEO just wouldn't guess unless they were in that space for a decade or so. Yeah. And then and they'll get them on that. accident, right? You know, like they'll, they'll get them just because they're there, right? And, and it'll yeah. be natural and completely do it without actually having to do the deep dive research. But an yeah. SEO will do it based from like a keyword kind of standpoint and they'll, mi- yeah. they'll still miss a bunch, right? Correct. And it'll be, it'll so feel completely unnatural, right? And it'll like yes. and completely stymied and whatever it is. And um, real surfers will see it from a mile away, right? They'll go like, I guess, you know, like what, what goofball wrote this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. And that's the same, like, I would like to think yeah. that surfing is so unique that it has its own ecosystem of lingo and language, but it's the same with, so, like, if you were going to talk to somebody who was a professional tennis player or was like learning tennis, there's so many words that they would be using around the court and the club and that, that just, just the average Joe does not know about. And yeah. I think, that combined with knowing like different title tags and all the different things in a content brief that you can give that writer is is going to be so so valuable and i guess that's a good seo philosophy in itself content obviously content first and then compound it by adding in the tools and the brief yeah and and if basically if you told like the content person that's and that's what kind of the way that we break it down like i said in class and with my clients and stuff is is that uh you know people have got their lanes right especially this is really easy in enterprise companies because you've got people that that have their jobs um and and it's you know when when you've got like medium and smaller size companies that you've usually got one person that's doing 100 things and it's it's harder right because they're they're usually trying to compound stuff but when you get an enterprise company there's a person that's called the copywriter that that whose job is actually to go out and do stuff and, and maybe you know they're in a in a position where they're actually you know going to a wordpress site and actually like inputting the word you know the work they just did and I'm, I'm saying in the modern world they would actually say great not only are you taking your work that maybe you wrote you know wrote word or whatever it is and putting it actually in 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 wordpress and and publishing or whatever it is but you know they should also now be knowledgeable on the fact that they need to fill in the title tag they need to fill in the description uh they need to fill in these little details they need to know that they need to um link to uh, some of their other work in that mm. process and stuff mm. like that and make sure that mm. these things are all connected right because it's something where as the modern form of their job as somebody that is in the modern form what it is that that that's just included right that's just part of like the modern form of the job right it, you know and uh and somebody goes like well that's a lot that's a lot to ask and go is it because jobs evolve right you know like it's it's not it's not something where jobs just fixate if you look at <laughs> you know, even what a, what a, what a, you know, what the form of a copywriter looked back in the fifties, it yeah. didn't look anything like it does now. Right. Or whatever, you know, for whatever it said, like jobs, jobs just evolved by nature and like what it's going to look like anyway, you know, would include these types of things. I'm just saying like, we just, it's time to actually start including these pieces of the puzzle. And, you know, they're the, from the research that they do should include, you know, an audience that uses search engines to start with, but also that would include, um, you know, including these little technical details. And I'm not saying they, these people need to start like learning how to code, 
right? You know, we, I don't need them to go in and learn how to like, you know, rework the DNS or learn how to do a 301 redirect or any of that kind of stuff. (laughs) This is just not their job, right? You know, like it's, it's like, stay in your lane, but filling in a title tag, you know, like, and not even a true title tag, it's just a, it's like, we're talking word uh, press, right? So it's, it's a form, right? You know, like it's nothing crazy. Right. It's, it's this kind of stuff like that kind of basic understanding where this kind of stuff that I, and we teach it all the time. They fill it in. If it's something breaks, then bring in, bring in the word, the web developer to say like, okay, it's something went sideways here. (laughs) And we need to fix this, but that's, that's all there is to it. But like, yeah, you know, I, I bring that up to SEOs and they lose their mind. Right. Because they can tell, like, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm out of a job if that kind of scenario happens because I've lost this kind of piece of the puzzle. And I'm saying it, it really isn't, you know, like it's, it's your job is evolving and yeah. what, you know, what your job is going to look like. It's probably going to look different in a decade and, and, you know, two decades anyway. So, well, I mean, yeah. their job is the strategy of it all to give, yeah. if you're working in unison and, and with the, with the writer, hey, I'm going to work out the strategy. I'm going to give you a lot of data that like the people are loving you go away and run with it because you're the expert in the field include some of these things and then i'll keep working on you know more like improving the strategy and then you know you work together hand in hand that's otherwise the seos are are playing a you know a win-lose game where they're only the ones doing all of the work and the writers are losing and in fact the seos end up losing because they don't end up getting the results because they're just doing just the SEO and not yeah. getting the, the perfect language and lingo in their in their content. I want to ask no, you, Jeff, about yeah. you do a lot of teaching. What what would you say is the is the number one thing or the most important thing that you teach your students around SEO? The, um, biggest, the biggest thing for them to grasp, I guess, that's 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 critical. Um, that they you know, that they can do it. I think is I mean, which sounds silly, right? But it's, it's this idea that, that, uh, that SEO is something that's, that's very approachable and that it's not, mm-hmm. um, that it's not magic and that it's not, um, you know, that this kind of like voodoo, like kind of stuff that, that has, has been sold. I, like I said, I think it's I scary think looking have, at it from the outside, right? It really is. And I, and I think, uh, SEOs have done a, just a fantastic job over the years of really making it just unapproachable, uh, mm-hmm. for a very long time. Right. And, and, um, even, you know, even people that, that, uh, offer these kind of like online courses, um, that are out there that are, are usually scams to be completely honest with you. Right. You know, they, they, I mean, because they charge big bucks for these things and, mm. you know, instead of like, oh, it's, you know, this one time fee for this one. And then it's a membership that, you know, that you have to keep paying on for this and this, whatever it is. Um, yeah. but even then the, the way they sell these things is, is that you have to hold on to them because you, you know, things change so often and, you know, you, you never know what things are going to If it breaks, you're, you're going to need to come back. And I'm gonna have to reteach it all over again and stuff like that. But it's it's like they they really yeah. do it and they, and they sell it with all the language of kind of like it, it's you know it's these these five simple things and these you know whatever it is. But it really isn't right. You know the stuff they need to do is like I, I really break it down from the idea of like hey look it's it's really a collection of like marketing and web development and public relations tactics that that any self respecting you know company. <laughs> should be doing it anyway, even if search engines didn't exist. Right. I mean, and there, and I'll, you know, there are some things that are, that you do on the web development side that are, you know, are speaking directly to search engines. There are some, you know, things that are, that are in the thing that are in the schema kind of side of things where they finally decided like, Hey, we're, we are going to talk to a search engine. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, like, you know, you're <laughs> like your website's supposed to be mobile friendly, right? Your website is supposed to yeah. load quickly, right? It's supposed to have content on it. 
right? <laughs> like it's like Correct. these things, these things are supposed to be happening. Even if search engines weren't such a major factor to it, you were supposed to have been doing this the whole time. They're, they're supposed to have links. Like Google, like knew all this stuff. They just took advantage of the fact that that was supposed to be there and is rewarding you for it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. SEOs have just, have really kind of programmed our brains to think backwards from the sense that, that, you know, like we're doing all these things in the name of SEO when in reality, it's the other way around. Like they're supposed to be there first, right. You know, like, a, and for um, us as humans to have a better life. Yeah. yeah. They're the, yeah. the humans, they're like it's, it's a human first program. Like the users yeah. is what we're doing these things for, whatever yeah. it is like <laughs> SEO is really, we're just honing them. So the robots have a cleaner surface to work with later on, right. Yeah. As after the yeah. fact, so that these search engines can find it. So then again, once again, so the humans can find it, right. Like it's, it's really <laughs> like the humans fell out of the equation so quickly in this stuff. And, and yeah, SEOs really have, have taken that story to a, a really crazy standpoint. And, and it's really by kind of like grabbing all they can, you know, like all, all these things are ours, like all, <laughs> like everything in this, this is all ours. And, yeah. They're so technical and yeah. it's just a scary word, world. Yeah. Like you, how could you possibly know what, what you're doing? Cause it changes yeah. all the time. And well, it's the crazy. main thing that doesn't change is that it's the same thing that is what we've said, like probably for like the last, you know, 20 minutes, it's just about great content for people to make their lives yeah. better. <laughs> that, yeah. And if you, if you get that right and you, and you make sure that Google can actually get to it, yeah, you're you're mostly going to be fine, right? You know, like a, and and get some links, like you. <laughs> and the, like the, links are, the links are yeah. a byproduct. You know, it's a second order consequence of great content as well, right? Yeah, if you're yeah. if you're doing some really great stuff and people find it, you're like it's fine. You know, like a, and uh, but like the the rest of it will work itself out. It's it's you know like it's they make it sound like it has to be this this engineering heavy lifting kind of things to yeah. it, but it really doesn't have to be. It's really, you know, most of the stuff that we find, um, you know, it, like as, you know, my, my large scale audits for these really big companies, you know, like I've done them for like the Smithsonian for Manchester United for, you know, for these really big companies. And like the stuff we find is like, you're going, ah, you know what? Like, <laughs> like somebody should have found that already. Like that, that stuff, like they really, that should be found like that, you know, like the, the, these are like technical things that, that really shouldn't have been, like left alone for as long as they had been. Right. And you, and you hate to say that because it just means that like there's a technical problem that, that had been like ignored for a long time or, or um, you know, how slow a, a website has, it's been ignored for a very long time, whatever it is, but like, you know, and I, I don't want to like throw people under the bus, but it's like the people are busy. Like engineers are busy, especially on these gargantuan sites. I mean, for, you know, they're out there, they have a lot to do just to keep things going. Right. And, and especially ones like, uh, like some of the ones I mentioned where they've got updates constantly. Right. I mean, a sporting side. I mean, imagine how much that has the update with, with, you know, they're constantly playing yeah. new things coming on board. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. You like how much activity on these things goes. Uh, we've worked with news sites where things go up on like every, every couple of minutes and these yeah. things are going through. Um, the chances of something so breaking fun. is, is amazing. Right. You know, like, and, uh, um, and then, you know, they, you know, you, some SEO guy comes running down the room and he goes, Oh, could you make sure you include this? And I go, get out of here. We don't have time for you, man. Like, it's like, it's like, so yeah, it's, um, it, it's a tough gig, right? But that's why I'm yeah. saying like, the world would be better off if everybody kind of learned it as, as a second nature type of activity rather yeah. than as, as something where somebody came back later on and told them to fix it. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, just, I, to- I totally agree with you. It's like, I, I'd put 
um, service first, as in serving serving us as humans uh, on on Google first. Where do SEOs like you said they kind of get in the way? Do you feel uh, now? Now it's come back to me. Training writers to instead of training them with just SEO and mm -hmm. like you can you can have them really know their subject and then know how to you know format a, a, a good piece of content. Do you think it's worth training them to learn how to better answer questions based on their knowledge of the subject because and that would start to lead lead to change in the algorithm going oh wow like we're seeing people are responding to this way that they're writing the content and answering the questions or presenting it is that would you say that's a a, a valuable thing putting putting this I would say so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. I see where you're going. Like, it's. I think if SEOs were too strict with their recommendations on on that content, it could be damaging, right? Mm. Because then, then a lot of the natural flow from the that comes from great writing uh, would suffer uh, from yeah. that, right? And yeah, in yeah. the sense that to it, and you, you know, you might lose out on some like really one some really great writing, right? But also you could end up missing out on, on discovering something that was that, you know, that did better anyway. Right. You know, like for, for all, yeah. you know, right. For, you know, yeah. for all of your bells and whistles and all your research that told you to go one way and then something <laughs> actually ends up like, you know, ranking better and getting way more traffic because it was a, uh, it was a trend that you didn't see coming. Right. You yeah. Know? So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of those, like my, my thought is like, there's an opportunity for writers to outpace SEO techniques by creating a piece of content that is so damn good that Google goes like, wow, this is never like, it's never been laid out this way before, or there's different, you know, the contents in different um, formats in different places. And it's just like for this particular niche, it's like people are staying on this page for so long because it's just so amazing as yeah. a way for writers and creators to outpace SEO tactics that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. I, I think so too. Yeah. There's, there's totally there. And, and that's even if those types of things were, are really what like determines it. Right. You know, so it's cool. So, uh, we've talked a lot about SEO. I want to move into PPC. This is another big part of your career. Is it, is it a similar thing where people, I mean, it, I've just realized it is people do get really bogged down in like changing and and is an important thing, right? Changing the ads and the, the targeting and, and the budget to the right location and stuff like that. But are there some PPC philosophies that come before all that, that are sort of, a, sort of overarching that, you know, people that are going to be running ads to their e-com brand should, should uphold highly. I, so I think, I think modern, modern, like uh, a paid search advertising is really different now, right? And I, and I and I think it's it's so much more driven by um, consumer journey driven principles than it was back when I first started, and uh, you know that what we're seeing is very much more about um, kind of those last steps, just mm -hmm. a, a consideration and purchase. Like it's really living there. You really don't see too much at the awareness stuff. Awareness is really the area of, uh, you know, of organic search, 
these days in the consumer journey um, consideration and that are like considerations when you're first starting to see some paid ads start to show up and paid, you know, and, and then purchases really where it's there. Like those are where you're seeing shopping ads. That's where you're seeing ads, ads. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I think Google is, is constantly changing this game and they're changing even more now. I mean, like it's, it, 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 it had already gotten to the point to where through machine learning and everything that, that it was going on, um, you know, like really what the, the modern paid search manager was doing was just, just kind of creating a, a clean, like workspace for the robots to do their job. Right. You know, like it was, you know, we were giving them the ads and, and, um, you know, especially with the dynamic search ads and, and with a lot of the keywords that we provide and making sure that we're getting them in tight little, uh, ad groups and things like that. So like all this kind of stuff, it was really kind of like, you know, just don't anger the robots, put them in their groups, do their, you know, like stuff and and everything was kind of nice and tidy. And if you did that, you were rewarded with the stuff and, and then the, the machine learns would do handle the bidding nice and tight, you know, like it was just really nice. And it was, it was good to see because frankly, you know, as somebody that used to be able to, you know, do all those bids by hand back in the day, whatever it is, um, it was a part that I was more than happy to give up, right. You know, because it was a nightmare before. And it was something with all the different, um, attributes that are available now, as far as like different targeting attributes, whatever it is, like, I didn't want it. Like, and there anybody that, that says they can do it manually these days, like they're full of it. They're, they really like, there's too many pieces of that puzzle unless they've, they've got a really simple campaign to do. But now Google is, is already tipped their hands as far as like what the feature is going to look like uh, with their performance max campaign where that's full blown black box. Like, and, and Google's yeah. basically has just basically told us like, look, the day is going to come where give we're just not going to, yeah, yeah, just give us the money. Like it's, <laughs> it's really just like, it's, it's going to be a campaign. They're, I mean, rolling, they may call it years though, right? Like yeah. smart campaigns, smart campaigns and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. That's really what it's going to look like, but it's going to be like, Hey, look, just give us the website, you know, maybe some creative, if, if that, right. You know, whatever it is. And we'll send you plenty of traffic and you'll be very happy about it. <laughs> you know, because it will work because like, I mean, I hate to say performance Mac works like a charm. Like we yeah. put it on there. We've watched this unleash and, and I think the only tweaks we've been making to it, occasionally we'll get a client where we'll need to work with the rep to pull a uh, brand out of it. Like, uh, you know, yeah. it, but even then that's not even constant, right? You know, it's, it's really, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been something where it's been there, but that's, that's just where it's headed. And so the, you know, so any agency that doesn't see that coming and thinks that they're, you know, they're still going to need this, this army of paid search managers to do this Mm. kind of stuff is like, well, no, you're really not, you know, like, I mean, it's not tomorrow, by the way, it's, 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 it's got years before that really happens, but it's, it's not, it's it's still, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary for them, but I'm thinking about as a business owner as well. Mm Mm-hmm then it becomes the game of now, now I guess it's a, if in e-com, it's kind of like a game of how much ad budget do you have and how skilled is the team that's managing the ads. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to become more of a game of like how much, who can put the most amount of, who can give Google the most amount of money. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because- it, it could, it could be that, but I, I think ultimately what it, it, it even comes down to with the role of the agency or role of, whoever is doing this kind of stuff is really is that it actually, it goes old school. And I think we're lucky in my agency and the fact that 
like my my training has has been in classic media planning, like which is why I use words like consumer uh, consumer journey and and media plan and things like that. It's because that's how I was trained, and that's how yeah. I trained my team, right? So like we actually yeah. our clients we actually come up with actual tar- you know target audience driven media plans, right? You know, which is like a lost art form in this business for some reason, right? And, and it's but it's one of things it's where valuable, <laughs> yeah. But that kind of thing is is going to make a just strong comeback all of a sudden because it's not yeah. going to be the people that know how to push the buttons. You can have control on, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. be the people that know how to push the buttons in Google Ads because that's just going to happen on its own. It's yeah. the people that know how to use all the tools, all the toys, right? You know, like the, that are in this plan kind of stuff. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, Google Ads and, and Facebook and all. It's 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 many things and programmatic and the TikToks and the things, whatever it is, and, and how to make these things all to work together to get to every nook and cranny of the internet to yeah. to to make this thing work and to do it in the right order to really speak to the consumer journey because that's again another missing piece of this puzzle because most of the time everybody's just like beating everybody up at, at the point of purchase yeah like it's, it's purchase purchase ball. purchase whatever it is yeah. and not really working that consumer journey up and then wondering like why it never gets any bigger. And they're going like, I guess, well, we've tapped this, you know, you basically tapped Google out. What else is there? And then like, and then not understanding that they need to, you know, introduce people. It's, at the, it, it's <laughs> at funny the because, of this conversation, right? Yeah. 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 It's funny because I'm, I'm thinking of analogy of, um, I, I just came back from, uh, you know, a month in Bali and I'm thinking about the, the buyer's journey. Whereas most people here with e-com brands are like, just like, straight up cutthroat just give us your money and buy this product yeah. uh and the tr- i mean you this you ha- like to be honest you have to have a certain amount of trust before you buy anything <clears throat> so you're spending a lot of money just sending people to those sale campaigns of buy 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 mm-hmm. whereas like i think the journey if like people are gonna love purchasing things online if this is the case and it rolls out this way, gonna absolutely love the experience of purchasing things online with how they become educated each step of the way and how they buy into the brand each step of the way. I was just watching the surf one day in Bali and there was a, a guy that was I was chatting to and somebody came up with some massage oil and they didn't just go like, here, just buy the massage oil. They didn't say that I was selling it. They said, hey, can I give you a you know massage on your neck? And the guy's like, oh yeah, this is really nice and started talking and you know has the opportunity to talk about like, where the oil came from and how it was made and then and you're getting a massage at the same time and yeah. by the end you're like whoa this is like this is like the coolest story a really cool brand and i'm getting a massage that buying experience is really awesome it's not like right you mate, take my take my massage oil and i think that bringing that online like i'm just so giddy and super excited for it like where totally. people can start to focus on that yeah and i think i think i mean hopefully people get there right but i i think we've got a bunch of Marketers that, that have lost that idea, that have lost that kind of things to it. And they, and they've got caught up in the numbers and, and they're still, yeah. they get really trapped in last click, click op, you know, attribution and, and really kind of see like, this is where the money is. Just keep putting yeah. that stuff on it and they, and they fall back on it. And, and I mean, it happens to us too. Like we're, you know, as, as much as we tell our clients, like, this is how it all works and all these things fit together and you have to be patient and you have to watch these things happen. And, and like, if you, you can't, 
you know, can't judge these things in the, in the upper funnel the same way you do at the end of it. And, and otherwise, you know, you're just going to cut these things out, but they'll still cut the top, you know, like they'll still cut the, the front of the, you know, they'll still cut the awareness level stuff because it like, well, it doesn't look like it's paying off. It goes, well, it, of course it isn't. It's not, it's, but it's, it's all working together. These things that are, and we can yeah. show you numbers where it looks like these things are driving sales, but if you all added them up, it looks like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're selling two, three, four times as much stuff as you really are. Is mm-hmm. that there? So, but we, we know they are, right? It's the, it's, you know, these things all kind of work. This is how this stuff comes together, but you just have to be like patient with us, trust us on this kind of stuff. It, it's, it's, it's all working, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, people that, that worked with just traditional media for years, like kind of knew this stuff and they didn't have these kind of numbers to work with. And they just kind of said, look, sales are up. And we're, when all these campaigns are working together and they didn't understand them, right? You know, they just, just kind of said, look, it's like, you just and look at if we stopped advertising there, all the sales go away. So we know it, it must be something in there. Right. But now, we, now we have more data than ever. And we know that it's this combination of things that work together. And if we pull one piece of them out, like things go down and said, all right, put that thing back. Right. You know, but like we, yeah. what we, um, instead of what we, we tend to do is, is kind of like make these really goofy decisions where we get hyper-focused on a line item standpoint and basically said like, uh, you know what, take the, take the display away because it doesn't look like it's performing as well as the rest of the stuff. And I go, well, you can't, you can't judge display the same way you do paid search. It's not, mm. it's not going to look as well, you know, for mm. what it is. And, and, mm. And then they wonder why, you know, and then later on, like a, a few months go by and whatever it is in their paid search, basically the, their return on investment, like starts to sag and all these other kinds of things. And so, well, yeah, because you've got fewer customers going into the funnel and all these other things that were basically, you know, like increasing all those things died right up, <laughs> you know, like it's just yeah, the way it works. To, and, it's, it's, it's really yeah. is hard to, to know this. There's like so many things that we're tracking. There's so many things that we don't actually know how to track. Yeah. And that, that, I guess what you're saying is that <clears throat> people are becoming so hyper-focused on some certain things that become like their main thing without having a look at the global approach of like, how much money are we spending on not just ads on Google, but like our budget globally. And yeah. then what's, you know, what's the ROI. And then when we take away from each one of those ones, let's look at what is affected in terms of the, the, the bottom line there. Yeah. I think that's that global, that global, global overview. Hey, like rather than, the, rather than just the hyper focus on one particular campaign and one particular platform, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on Jeff. Where can we, you know, I feel like we've just scratched the surface. We'll probably have to get you back on <laughs> because it's like we covered some broad, broad things here, which I think is so important. I guess it was more of a global overview of each of the things that we did cover that yeah. we could dig into with more depth. Uh, I love answering questions. Uh, yeah. If you want to catch me on Twitter, it's uh, count zero with an X. So C O U N T X E R O and uh, follow me on there certainly. And, and uh, you know, if you just want to answer me any, uh, ask me any you know, direct questions, feel free to do so. Um, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, let me know you heard me on here and, and then you can answer questions all you want, ask questions all you want. And yeah. uh, love to do it that way. And, uh, yeah, as those are the two best ways, uh, to do that kind of stuff. And then, uh, through the website, amplitude digital.com and, and, uh, yeah, I'm around. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. There's, check him out on Twitter, guys, some, some ridiculous stuff. Uh, there'll be links to that in the show notes, everybody. For those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. I was thinking the other day, if you have listened to at least five of these podcast episodes, I'm sure you've gotten value from them. What I would love, if you're open to it, is to leaving a review on Apple or wherever you're listening to this because we'd be, be so greatly appreciated by us.